Welcome to our Deloitte podcast, Text on Air. My name is Christina, and today I'm talking to Sebastian. Sebastian is Director and Service Line Leader of Deloitte Global Investment and Innovation Incentives in Germany and leads a team of public funding experts in Berlin and Hamburg. Sebastian and his colleagues support companies of all sizes and industries in raising and managing public funds for research, development, and innovation but also for energy efficiency measures and investments. Sebastian, the topic of promoting research and innovation with the help of public funding has been with you all your professional life and you do have a lot of experience and expertise in this field. Now, the year 2020 brings an important innovation for you and your team of funding experts at Deloitte, Tax Incentive for Research and Development. What can companies in Germany expect after the introduction of this new research allowance from January 1st on? Well, first, um, this new funding instrument is indeed an exciting opportunity for many R&D performing companies in Germany. They now will be able to refund costs for research and development without the need to go through the lengthy application process for cash grant based project funding at the end of which um, there is often no funding at all due to the competitive process. Of course, the funding does not come for free, as companies still need to follow a number of concrete steps to apply for the funding. And many companies are certainly already well aware that a certain amount of work is required in order to be optimally prepared to apply for the research allowance. Can you please explain the new funding instrument in three sentences? Well, with the research allowance, companies can use their R&D expenses, for example, the salaries for personnel who carries out basic research, industrial research or experimental development, as well as their externally subcontracted research to receive funding. The maximum eligible costs are 2 million euros per year. Of this amount, 25% is reimbursed so that an annual research allowance of 500,000 euros can be applied for. The annual amount of the research allowance is limited to a maximum of 500,000 euros. Frankly, is this attractive at all, especially for large companies? If we look at the R&D budgets of large companies in comparison, for many this, is, this amount is of course only a drop in the ocean of their R&D budget. Yet it may still be beneficial to stimulate strategically relevant R&D in central units. Whether the research allowance can help to promote innovation in large companies will also depend on whether it is possible to allocate the research allowance received as an additional budget to the R&D department that is actually executing the R&D activities. If it only seeps into the P&L because of the offsetting against the general tax burden, fewer R&D department heads will certainly have the incentive to start new projects in that context. In my opinion, the real strength of the new funding regime will be to stimulate R&D activities in medium-sized companies, if and only if the application procedure is made lean and straightforward. Furthermore, the allowance is also particularly attractive to small companies with and even without their own R&D department. 
They also will benefit by awarding research contracts externally and including these costs in the application base for the allowance. Beyond that, young and still loss-making companies such as startups can receive the research allowance before they even reach the break-even point, and with that, are indeed incentivized to invest in R&D. In summary, we must say that the research allowance is indeed highly interesting for any R&D performing company. For the very first time, they have now a legal right to receive public funding for their R&D activities as long as they do qualify as R&D according to the definition. This legal claim on funding, in contrast to the cash grant-based funding, will be a great help for companies as it adds up to the reliability of financial resources for R&D activities. Research and development, isn't that something that only affects a few large companies or only those in technology-intensive sectors such as the telecommunications or automotive area? Well, today, more than ever, every company must be innovative in order to remain competitive in the long run. And when it comes to research and development, everyone thinks of scientists in white coats who carry out uh, complicated experiments in the laboratory. However, R&D is uh, definitely much more than that. In theory, five criteria must be met in order to qualify as R&D. First, the activity must be novel. That means it must aim at the generation of new knowledge. Second, the activity must be creative, that is, it must be focused on advancing new ideas and pursuing scientific or technological hypotheses. To a certain amount, this also implies the third criterion, namely that the final result must be uncertain. Well, if I know in advance that my project will be successful, there is no risk at all, and the government has no reason, and by the way, also no right, um, to provide funding for my activity. This is also referred to as the incentive effect that must become visible. Fourth, R&D activities must be executed systematically and must be well documented. Activities related to pure discoveries by chance are probably not considered as eligible R&D. And finally, the results must be transferable and also, of course, uh, reproducible. In practice, this means that, for example, the development of new methods for measuring consumer expectations and preferences in the field of e-commerce may also potentially qualify as R&D, just as an example. For a long time now, Germany has had the established and tested instrument of cash grant-based project funding. In some of the cases, the funding rates over 50%. Why should I, as a research-intensive company, perhaps even one with funding experience, be concerned with the research allowance where only 25% of eligible expenses are reimbursed? As already mentioned, the beauty of the research allowance is that as long as the planned activities qualify as R&D, the company has a legal claim on the allowance. In addition, as the funding is not based on thematic calls, there are no deadlines and you don't have to wait until a suitable funding call for the envisaged project pops up. It's even possible to carry out the R&D activities before the allowance is applied for. The good thing is that in principle companies do not have to choose between either grant-based project funding or, on the other hand, the new research allowance. 
On the contrary, these funding instruments may even be employed in a complementary manner to serve the corporate R&D strategy. One thing, however, has to be noted. The accumulation of the funding for eligible cost items under the research allowance with other funding sources, for example, Horizon 2020 project funding, is prohibited. If you were the CFO of a research-intensive company, what would be your first steps in preparing for the research allowance? Well, the first thing I would do is to sit down with my colleagues from controlling and the R&D department and establish an inventory of the processes and procedures currently in place to document the relevant R&D activities. In particular, I would ask the following questions. Do we record and document all the R&D efforts? Can the incurred expenses be clearly allocated to separate projects or schemes? Are there any gaps in the documentation requirements? If yes, how can I close these gaps? Can I work with my existing systems or do I need additional technical solutions? How do I design the interfaces? And do we have the capacity at the end and the competencies to apply for the allowance? The answers to these questions form a good basis for planning the next steps in preparing for the research allowance. Last but not least, I would point out to my colleagues that only projects started on or after January 1st, 2020 are eligible for the research allowance. Deloitte accompanies the legislative process intensively from the beginning. What will happen after the introduction of the law? Well, for us, the work is just beginning now. Many questions are indeed still not answered. Much depends here on the certifying body that will be tasked to assess whether the projects that are applied for fulfill the criteria of research and development. Also, it is unclear how scientifically detailed the description of the R&D activities must be at the end. In addition, it is also not yet known how the application will look like at the end of the day, both for the assessment of the R&D activities in the first step and in the second step for the research allowance itself. However, these details are very important for the companies to prepare. Indeed, it makes a difference whether I can describe my project in detail on 14 pages or whether I have to summarize all activities in a one-page outline. Additionally, from our discussions with our clients so far, we have found some further practical questions that are of high relevance to our clients. Do, for example, public procurement rules have to be observed when claiming contract research? Or can software development be considered R&D? The law and the implementation rules do not provide clear answers to these questions at the moment. Therefore, we are currently discussing them with our colleagues from Tax Consulting and other international colleagues in whose countries those instruments of tax research funding already exist in order to benefit from their experience and expertise. Certainly, it will take a couple of years before some kind of administrative tax practice will have been developed in all of these aspects. The next milestone is expected to be the invitation to tender for the appointment of the certifying body by the Federal Ministry of Education and Research in the first months of this year. We expect that one of the already existing project management agencies will be selected, as they usually have proven structures and in-depth expertise from the existing cash grant-based project funding. The Ministry of Research expects about 60,000 project descriptions to be reviewed 
This enormous amount of work must be handled. About 250 full-time positions are foreseen for this purpose at an estimated cost of 35 million euros per year. This is a really massive endeavor. Therefore, it is expected that the tendering process will not be completed in a couple of days. In any case, in the course of spring 2020, we will know more about how the research allowance will be brought to life in Germany. And I must say, these are really exciting times to deal with public funding in Germany, and it makes a lot of fun. How can Deloitte support companies with the research allowance? Well, with our already existing services, we offer a holistic approach that covers the entire documentation and application process in the context of the research allowance. And it includes both consulting and support services. This begins with the advice on the correct setup of processes, continues with active support in the documentation of R&D activities in terms of both content and costs, and in the subsequent application for the research allowance. And also includes support during company audits or when authorities may have requests on the documented costs and R&D topics. Our experience in the world of funding is certainly of great advantage. We know how legible, yet scientifically and technically sound, texts need to be written so that a third party can judge whether the project is industrial research or, for example, experimental development. The integration into the text field enables us to discuss the special text law issues mentioned above in a professional manner. Finally, we know best practices from other countries such as Austria or France, where our international colleagues are already looking after numerous and large and renowned mandates in the field of tax-related R&D funding. Through our global technical incentive platform, MyGI, we will be able to offer our clients a solution to minimize the organizational burden that will be placed on them. This set of added values is also what distinguishes us in the market. Thank you very much, Sebastian. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me today.